All right, all right. Hi, guys. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in at 5 a.m. with Damian Dixon. I am your host. So today's topic is your car will be towed. I hope you're feeling pretty good. Maybe grab some cheeses for breakfast. Maybe grab you a glass of Joe. I've been saying these tropical fruit smoothies. Maybe grab one of those. Hope your week is going pretty good. I hope you're feeling pretty well. Uh, that the new year's begun. I think we're in January 5th. So let's get started. I care about you and you mean a great deal. And remember, Jesus, he is the truest lover of your soul. Let's do it. All right. All right. So, man, I, I, I've had and I have the great privilege of uh, watching on a consistent, regular basis, people's car gets towed. Right. And I was thinking, man, that's pretty cold hearted, you know. But then again, I don't really know. All right, so it is the pandemic. People are, you know, going through jobs, going through struggles. But at the end of the day, it's still a business. So I don't want to be toned up here. And I sure, I sure as hell don't want to be insensitive or impersonal. Uh, I, I too. <laughs> I've had my car repossessed, uh, my truck. It was a 2010 black two sliding door F-150, my favorite vehicle. Clearly, um, I could have afforded the payments, um, but I had chosen to at that time to kind of skip one or two. I was like, ah, you know, they won't tow my truck. You know, they need my money, right? You know, so I was like, ah, no big deal. And uh, no, so, so, no, it, so no, it was not COVID. It was not during a, a life, life-giving, life-changing process. It was not during just some craziness. It was just life. I had went through a few changes in my own personal life. And uh, I had moved and had a roommate, but I was just kind of, uh, you know, just lost, losing sight, uh, you know, dabbling in some some very, very uh, unfavorable behavior uh, during that during that season. So I, I just skipped a few payments or two and I was like, hey, you know, they won't find my truck. They won't find where I'm at. Well, they did. And uh, I recall the morning that I walked outside getting ready to go to work and my truck wasn't there. So I know the feeling. Um, but yeah, I have the, the, this privilege of watching uh, and speaking to tow truck drivers on a weekly basis and how they have to tow trucks and tow vehicles and tow cars and repossess vehicles and repossess cars. And I was like, golly, man, um, do you have to do that right now? Right now, that's that's my first question that I always ask them. Hey, do you have to do that right now? And now, mind you, this is a very, very unique experience. It's almost like joining a club that you really don't want to be a part of, okay? No one wants their car towed. No one wants their vehicle repossessed. No one wants to come outside and have all their belongings in their vehicle gone. And you think, okay, let me call the cops. Let me report it. You see what I'm saying? And you're going through this frantic panic like frenzy, because like, you know, in my in my personal experience, I had my tools. I had my favorite, favorite working tools in my truck. Like I lived in that truck pretty much. Y- yeah. And I was making a lot of money. Like let's I was probably making three thousand uh, dollars every two weeks. So I had money and it's stupid why I wasn't paying my truck note on time and why I skipped two payments. I was just like I said, man, uh, just a very, very lost uh, part of my life lost season anyway so whenever your car is told or repossessed like literally your cds your tools your clothes uh whatever you have hidden in that vehicle under the seats in the trunk oh man i'm hiding this from my family or my wife my husband you know they'll never get it they'll never find it well hey 
you know, so um, um, I located my vehicle and I said, hey, you know, if it's okay with you guys, you guys can keep the truck. I don't care. But I need to get my driver's license out of there. Right. And that was the one thing that I that I knew I could get. So I went there. I think it was in Mesquite, drove to Mesquite. Uh, went to like the um, the impound place. Said, "Hey, you know, I'm here. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Damian Dixon. Blah blah blah. You know, hey, keep the truck. I, I, I gotta get in there. It's a small little black wallet, and I need my ID. So they were polite enough to to give me my ID and give me my license. And I was like, hey, you know, say goodbye to my truck. And that was that, man. And that was that was back in I think uh 12, 2012, 2014, 2015, something like that. But it was my favorite vehicle." So as I was saying about being a part of this club that you really don't want to be a part of having your vehicle towed or your car repossessed, it is not fun. It is definitely not a good feeling. Um, and uh, I've, I've watched these families um, be touched by this during the pandemic. And this is the scary part for me. And I'm like, OK, this is super, super scary. Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing. Uh, I'm laughing at myself and I'm laughing at my own experience. But their experience isn't funny. Because there are people who are struggling on minimum, on, 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 on you know minimum wage, who have a, a minimum uh, set of money, who are taking care of families, who are taking care of people's kids, grandparents, and their income is just being uh, shot, right? Um, and I really don't know. I really can't speak for these people because I'm not able to actually have a conversation with the families or, or the people whose cars are being uh, repossessed. But I am able to speak with the uh, once again the tow truck driver. And these guys are not having fun, <laughs> the, the, the tow truck guys. These guys are not like, oh, man, this is super cool. For them, it's a business transaction. For them, it's, it's they have to perform their duties because that's how they take care of their families and that's how they get paid, okay? So I, I, I want to spend time on this looking at it from, you know, just um, a listening ear and also from the, the tow truck's point of view and also if someone in your family has had their car repossessed or, ha- or have had their car uh, towed or, or taken from them overnight early in the morning, you know, and their car is in the morning, it's just not there. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's an out-of-body experience. So yeah, it's an out-of-body, out-of-mind like experience. Sorry about that noise, my ringing doorbell. And uh, man, it, it's 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 almost like I'm gonna be I'm gonna, I, let's be real here. I'm gonna be honest about myself. I knew I, I had got a notice. I think in the mail, or I got a notice. So I knew, I knew it. I knew someone was gonna come and probably hey, you know, hey man, anybody need to you know pay on your uh, your your truck note? And mine was like five hundred and ten dollars. I'm not sure why I was paying a note that high anyway. <laughs> That's probably a reason why I let mine go back. I was like, dang, you know, why is my, why is my payment so high? I'm not paying that crap. And I wasn't thinking clearly. Like I said, I mean, I could have easily, easily paid the truck off. But I, like I said, just I was kind of dabbling in some very, very, very unsavory habits and lifestyles um, during that phase of my life. Kind of numbing the pain I was going through, right? Anyway, so there's this... Um, there's this out of mind experience where you know someone's coming, you don't know when, you, you don't know where or how, and, and there were times where I even hid my truck, like I, I would even park at my neighbor's driveway or I would park uh, some way across the across the bay, and I would walk home that way. You know, my vehicle wasn't in the the driver's uh, driveway, but once again, you know they can find your vehicle. They have sensors, they have your address on file, they have your auto insurance, and I, I, I wasn't thinking about any of that. 
but uh I knew I knew like man something's coming I can I can it's almost like the the hairs on my necks were like were were standing up you know it's an awful awful feeling having to look over your shoulder knowing that that your car might be taken so I can't speak for people during covid I, I can't speak for these families who are who are not able to make their car payments and, and make their car notes and, and pay their car notes and, and pay their bills. It's it's frustrating. It's very irritating. And I, I figure I would speak on this because I see it happening. It happens a lot in, in my realm and in, in my experience in my daily life. And I was like, man, you know, I have to make known that, hey, people are experiencing this. As you And you as my listener, um, like I said, you might have a family, friend, coworker, a mom or neighbor or dad or uncle or aunt who, who's experienced this. And it's, it's life-changing because your, your, your vehicle is it's not just your arms and legs. It's, it's not just your eyes and your ears. It's your livelihood, okay? So whenever I lost my, my, my whenever my truck was repossessed, I, I wasn't worried because I had a backup vehicle. Everyone doesn't have that privilege, okay? That's so we're clear. Um, and, and, and as I was saying, people's reasons for not paying their car note, it, it varies or their, their car insurance, it varies. It just differs. I don't know. Like I said, if they're unemployed or not working or don't want to work or are just, I don't know. Like I said, maybe their the finances are just out of order and, 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 and the priority has gotten lost. I do not know about that. I haven't had a chance to speak to these people because if you're ever there and I have seen one up close, um, a, a, a person, uh, and the, the person whose car got repossessed, this person got mad at me and, and he was ready to fight me. And I was like, Oh crap, you know, Hey, I, I didn't do anything. Uh, I just spoke to the tow, to, to, to the tow man. And I said, Hey, you know, um, you know, this car is, you know, are, are you towing it? Are you, are you repossessing it? Like, and why? And he, he didn't tell me any information, but he told me, Hey, you know, it is being picked up and this is by the company. So I said, okay, you know, I just put two and two together and it was the car dealership. Well, and, and the young man who got mad and whose car was being towed, he happened to be at work that day. You see what I'm saying? He happened to carpool with some of his buddies. Cause he, uh, cause like, you know, he had just started a new job, uh, here in the city and state that I'm living in. And I guess he hadn't been working, so he wasn't able to pay his car note. I guess I don't I don't really know. I don't really know. Uh, but I, I do recall him partying and having fun. And, and I'm like, oh, that's OK. Well, no, no big deal. So um, the, the morning that he came out to, to go to work, uh, see if his car was there. He came back inside and said, hey, you know, like my, my car has been stolen or you know, let's call the cops. I'm like, hey, OK, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good idea. You know, you should do that, you know, because it's your car. So uh, I gave him, I helped him find the number because he wasn't from the city and state. And, and he called. Well, it finds out about an hour, maybe a few hours later, he gets he, he a ride to work from his coworkers and gets back. Hey, you know, have you heard anything? He's like, no. So I said, hey, you know what? I haven't heard anything, but nine times out of ten, I mean, you know, if if your if your if your mother has called here, which his mom did call here and try to try to figure out, hey, you know, like like what's going on with him and why is he irate and why is he cussing people out and why is he going crazy? Well, his car was repossessed. Okay, and it happened, and that was like I said, that was during or a little bit before COVID, or I think during COVID. So, like I said, this is like a growing theme, a growing pattern. Um, and, and at first I really wasn't sure if I should touch upon this in, in a podcast radio episode or not. I really wasn't sure if I should go here because like I said, my experience was different. Uh, my experience was not due to, uh, not having money. My experience was, was, was not due to, uh, COVID-19. My experience was, it was not due to having, um, my funds, uh, drained or, or not having access with the means, I was just stupid and careless, but these people who are experiencing this today and on a regular basis, 
Um, it's just a a very sensitive and tough situation to, to go through, and it's something that, that I've experienced on a consistent, consistent basis. So I'm like, you know what? Let's talk about it. Let's bring it to people's attention so they're aware, so so they know that that hey, you're not alone. You're not by yourself. Uh, we're in this together, and you may have to ask for some help. Now, in our culture, asking for help is a very difficult thing. Asking for help, having to rely on people, having to go out of your way to pick a person up for work, man, it can be a headache, right? And it can be like, oh, gosh, such a drag. And from my personal experience, I've experienced, I've been on both sides. I've been having to, uh, I was in a situation where I had a buddy of mine, you know, he had just had a baby and I had to pick him up for work every single day. And I was like, man, at first it pissed me off uh, because I would get up early and be on time. He wouldn't. Uh, and, and then th- there were times where I was the one getting picked up. <laughs> you kind of see what I'm saying? So, uh, there's wickle, the, the, sorry, the, the, there's bus transit, there are Amtrak's, there are trains, there are Lyft and Ubers and all that stuff. Okay. So asking for help doesn't come natural, doesn't come easy, but, and also being open to receiving help. Okay. Cause I've, I've had to ask for, or, and, and receive rides home from work. And I mean, it, it happens. And I, I've been on the other end where I've, I've had to give people right home to work or make sure he or she had a lift and called it for them and, and paid it for him or her. So, I mean, it's 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 not a new world we're living in. It's a it's more so we're having to go back to some old basic traditional community oriented uh, philosophies and, and um, lifestyles with relying on people, relying on others. And most importantly, not letting our pride get in the way. Because I don't care who who you are, how big and bad you are, when your car is repossessed, it is a very, very sobering, humbling moment. Because there are questions that come into your mind. How in the hell is my kid getting to school tomorrow? How in the hell am I going to buy my kids groceries and food tomorrow? How in the hell am I getting to work tomorrow? Who in the hell can I call? Period. Okay? Who and how? That, that's it. Who and how? Who can I call? Who's going to be there? Who's going to put up with me? Oh, snap. You see what I'm saying? Right? Right? Like, who, who, who's going to endure that? All right? And how? Man, how am I going to pay him or her? I can't repay him or her. You see what I'm saying? You, you get where I'm going here, right? You get where I'm going here. Some things and some some people and some, some acts just can't be repaid or, or can't be rewarded in fulfillment. Having a person come across town or come across, uh, you know, 30 minutes to an hour to pick you up from work every day and then bring you home, it's kind of hard to repay that. <laughs> it's like, man, he's, he's, and, and he or she has to know, okay, you know what, hopefully one day this person will, will pay it forward and bless him or her or a new person in return. You, you get what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes you can't, repay, you can't repay a person right away. But I don't care how big and bad you are. I don't care what you got going for yourself. There is a moment where humility sets in. And I think without a doubt, for me personally, when, when my car got repossessed and told, I was like, oh, snap. Whew, man, it was humbling. Humbling. Uh, because I knew I, I, I did have community in place, which is good. Okay, we, we have this thing in America where, you know, hey, you know, you pick yourself up and, and buy your own bootstraps and build yourself up. I'm like, yeah, that works in most cases. But in some cases, you know, you're going you're gonna to need people and you're, you're going to need people to be there to buy medicine for you if you're sick, to get you soup if you're sick. You understand? And whenever your car is repossessed, and especially imagine during a COVID crisis, like I said, how and who 
and especially those that it affects. Like, how say if your kid is working and your kid uses your car for work every day or you drop your kid at, at to work every day in this vehicle and it gets repossessed, oh, snap. So that's just not your income that's affected. It's their income as well. You understand? And, and your kid is 16, 17, living with you, and they're, they're thinking, man, you know what? What kind of parent are you? Or what kind of parent are you? You're such a failure. You're a disappointment. Oh, man, I, I, I hate my life now. You see what I'm saying? So it becomes all this other stuff. And it, it, it all ties to a single line of transportation. You understand? And it, it boils down to, you know, money management as well and, and financial literacy, which, which, which we're not going to go into because this episode segment is not about that. It's about having your car <laughs> repossessed and people experiencing that. Like I said, it, it's not funny. And I'm, I'm not laughing at them. I'm laughing at my own personal experience. I'm laughing at what I went through. I'm laughing at how I handled it. And I'm laughing because I remember being there. I remember being in those shoes. And I remember uh, how much an ass I was and how entitled I was. And, and I, I remember thinking that, man, I, I'll get away. But I really won't. But I, I think maybe I got a little bit more time to make this thing work. You see what I'm saying? And it's almost like that's how it's going to be when, when Jesus Christ returns. When Jesus Christ returns, it's going to be like a, a twinkling of an eye. It's going to be instant. Right, so people think, oh, man, I've got time to get my life right. I've got time to confess my sins. I've got time to repent. I've got time to do this, and I've got time to do that. And Jesus is like, no, man, no, man. Like, now. Now is the appointed time. Now is the day for us to repent. Now is the day for us to call upon his name and, and to, to draw near to him, okay, to, to, to pursue him and get on our face and chase after him while he may be found now. Uh, it's a passage in the Bible where he says, uh, I will not always strive with men. Now, you're probably thinking, Damon, how on the Sam Hill do we go from car repossession to my family's being in trouble to Jesus Christ? Well, technically, everything is his. Like, everything is his. Your kids, your home, your car, your clothes, your health, your eyes, your ears, your vision, your feet, your dog. It's, it's all going to be taken from you and given back to him. You see what I'm saying? So as much as, we're, as, as we are discussing a, a car repossession, we're talking about more so a spiritual repossession, okay? Or something that really doesn't really belong to you, okay? Oftentimes, we, we tell ourselves and we think, man, I own this. I've got this. In reality, Jesus says, no, no, no. I've got this. I own this. You're just a steward. And, 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 G, and Jesus reminds us through these experiences that we are just a steward, like we are just a caretaker or an ambassador, Okay, so the home we live in isn't really ours. The car we drive isn't really ours. The sandals we wear aren't really ours. The, 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 the kids we have aren't really ours. They come through us. That's it. Okay? And they go back to our Heavenly Father because they're His. So if your family or friends or even if yourself, if you've experienced any type of repossession or something taken from you or told from you, it's not yours anyway. You kind of see what I'm saying? So whenever I experienced my experience, I was like, man, you know, gosh, that truck really didn't belong to me anyway. You see what I'm saying? But I had mismanaged my finances. I had mismanaged my account. I had, I, I had taken for granted, okay, the, the money I was making and not budgeting it correctly, not using my time, talents, and my gifts correctly. You understand? And once again, I had to give an account. So my car was repossessed. One day, too, our, our spiritual father and our, and our Lord Jesus Christ, he will call us to give an account, okay, of what we've done with our time, our talents, and our, and our, and our treasures and our gifts. 
So once again, I am not trying to be tone deaf. I am not trying to be insensitive to people who are experiencing, like I said, vehicle repossessions, having their, their cars towed or, or having their homes foreclosed or having their jobs taken from them. Basically, it's it's all God's. It all belongs to, to, to our fathers. It all comes from the father of light. OK, any, any good thing we have, any good thing we have. And I, I repeat this. Any good thing that we have comes from up above, period. It comes from the, our father, all right, the, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. So there's no confusing who, who, what God I'm talking about. Man, damn, you're mentioning God. No, no, no. The God of, of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the Old Testament. OK, period. So we all are his. Everything we have is his. It all belongs to him. Okay, so please, please be encouraged. I know this this might not be a popular, popular, fun, uh, <laughs> a fun topic, but I've walked it. I've been through it. I've experienced it. And like I said, I struggle to talk about this. I'm like, man, you know, I don't want this to be taken out of context. Of what, what I'm trying to say. Whenever families are experiencing this, whenever homes are experiencing this, whenever uh, livelihoods are being tampered with and, and disengaged because their vehicles are being told and flipped upside down. But what I am saying is that we all have to look out for each other and, and be inconvenienced and be like, dang, you know, you're having a hard time. But that could easily be me. OK, so like let's let's end on that and remember, hey, wait a minute. So what your car has not been told. So what you are in good settings. But hey, that could be you. So when you see him or her struggling, don't just pass him or her up and, and look down upon him or her like, oh, man, you know, they're an idiot. Uh, they're a screw up. No, hey, humble yourself because that could easily be me. It has been me again. It could be you or your loved one or your neighbor or your spouse or her girlfriend. You said I'm saying or her coworker or her, or her grandmother or her cousin. You said I'm saying it could be someone and it will be someone. So let's just be mindful of each, of each other. Let's let's uh, be aware and, and, and not not trying to save each other. No, but let's be aware of each other to where, hey, you know, if if I can be there for you, let me know. And let's let, let's 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 be open to receiving help. I'm telling myself this. But let's put our pride to the side. Let's put our ego down. Let's be open to receiving help and also not abusing the help or, and or abusing the help that we that we do receive and not take advantage of people okay who are just seeking to, to to do good and do right by us it's a very very thin line okay but like i said i wanted to just do an episode on, on this topic uh try to like i said you know sprinkle a, a little bit of hardness and sternness but a, a little bit of grace as well that there are people out there who feel left out and alone and you're not you're not by yourself and you're not you're not alone you're, you you are not experiencing this up under a rock. We're all going through it together. It just doesn't feel like it, but we're all going through it. Well, all right, all right. So we're gonna conclude this episode. So call that call to action as usual. Please subscribe to this channel, <clears throat> this radio station show. That way, uh, you can receive new episodes every two weeks, every second Saturday. Uh, shoot me an email at damiandixon05 at yahoo.com. Or you can just shoot me a text directly at 214-536-0215. I do hope and pray that your New Year's is starting off well and you're having a good week. And as always, I wish you much peace. And remember, Jesus, he is the truest lover of your soul. And we will continue communicating that over and over again. All right, let's do it.